to Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. Minute 49 begins with one of my favorite moments of the movie, and someone dared write it onto IMDb as a goof. When Paul calls the Wallace house and asks Lindsay to get Annie for him, she says okay, and then promptly hangs the phone up before leaving. That isn't a goof, that is Lindsay Doyle in a nutshell. She don't give a fuck. She's got to go help Annie, and as I said in minute 48, miss some of the movies she's watching. Proper phone etiquette is the last of her worries. In fact, this little act of decorum defiance is her protest. Anyone who was with me back at the beginning of the Groundhog Day Project, or has listened to some of my comments in this podcast about IMDb goofs, should know that their system bugs the crap out of me. Apparently, they have a list of goofs, clearly written by committee, and absolutely never double-checked for accuracy. I have guests, and I'm ranting, damn it, instead of making them feel welcome. August 30th, 2013, less than a month into my obsessive affair with Groundhog Day, I picked apart the goofs page for that film and edited I believe it was every single goof. More than five years later, IMDb still has the same goofs listed. The goofs page at IMDb are like Wikipedia, a good place to begin, but if you need quotable sources, you go someplace else or you do the research yourself. Watch Groundhog Day more than 400 times, pick apart Halloween one minute at a time, and never trust some random, anonymous source that decided, for example, to call Lindsay Wallace hanging up on Paul a goof. It is not a goof, it is a goddamn brilliant piece of cinematic characterization. And as I write my notes for this minute, a different scene, a different movie comes to mind. The film Seven, the actor, Arlie Ermey, middle of a conversation in the squad room, the phone nearby rings, he picks it up. That's not even my death. And he hangs up the phone. But never mind whose desk it is or isn't. As I said, I've got guests. Sean German of 5 Minutes of Mime, Dave Palace of 5 Minutes of Mystery. Oh, and they both did Groundhog Minute. Welcome, Sean and Dave. Hey, hey. Thanks hey. for having us, uh, Rob. Glad to be yeah. here. Now, Dave, right off the bat, tell us about that nightmare. Okay, yeah. So, watching these minutes and then maybe eating chocolate before bed, <laughs> I, I had I had two nightmares. Um, they're both reasonably short, but you know, definitely contributed because of me watching these minutes. All right, the first one, it takes place on my block. Um, I'm guessing it's Halloween, but like, there's no like, I didn't see trick or treaters. Um, it's a young blonde woman with '70s hair. It didn't look like Jamie Lee Curtis, but I'm assuming my subconscious was trying to do Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> um, and so she's in a station wagon. And she's in the, driving down the street. She's with people in the car, but like, it's not me. Like, it's not first person. It's like I'm watching a movie. That's what it is. So I'm watching edits and cuts. So it's like my brain's watching like an alternate ending to Halloween. And so she's driving the station wagon and she sees Michael Myers and she guns it and she hits him and, and he rolls and he rolls over the car and then she stops and then she backs it up and like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm, I'm going to finish him. And she backs over, backs over his body. Then she puts it in drive again and she rolls and then, and then she does it again. And, and so we get a cut of like the tire crushing the neck and like the head becomes dislodged. And she's like, grab the head. And then they're like, what? She's like, grab the head. Like, I want his head. Grab his head. And so they grab his head. So someone's like, like holding the head of Michael Myers, like with the mask on, like in the back seat. And then she's driving and then they get to, 
I think it's it's an older man. I'm guessing it's like my, my it's not Doctor Loomis, but I'm guessing my brain was like older gentleman. That's Doctor Loomis. Like I didn't it did not look like uh, Donald Pleasance at all. So they bring him the head, and when they bring him the head, he like turns it over and just leaves fall out of the mask, like dried leaves. Nice. So that's the ending of the one. That's the ending of the one nightmare. And then the second one was, it's me and a bunch of people, and we we'll walk around this house debating if we should go into it, saying like, "Oh, it's haunted," and and so we're all like looking for a way in. We're all like, and then so I step back and saying like, "Let me see if I can see if there's a window we can climb into." And I go and I and I'm across the street. I'm looking at the house as people are walking in, and and I hear someone say, "Oh, the 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 basement window is loose. We'll get in." As they do, I look up and I see like on the second floor window, I I see like half of Michael Myers' face and the knife, and like and I can't and like and then no words. Like I'm trying to scream at them, and I'm paralyzed and I can't yell at them to don't go in there, and and like it's just people are going in and then Michael Myers like he just turns and heads and he leaves the room heading I'm guessing and just into the darkness like there's no lights on. I, I guess it's like moonlight. I'm guessing is what hit, I, I see reflected off of half of his mask and the knife. And I'm just trying to scream at people, and I can't. I'm like a. It's like a Terminator Two with Sarah Connor. Like she can't let everyone know to like you know watch out. The bomb's coming. It's like that. Um, huh. So that's how that. And that's all I can remember of those two nightmares. And those were both like recent. Yeah, I was just last night. Oh, I was just, I've been okay. holding on to that all day. Like I wrote it down. Like. <laughs> Like, don't forget this detail. Like, like just I was just like doodling everything, um, just to, and I was like kind of reading it over to myself so I didn't like, you know, forget that. Because I, I said the first one was like a watching a movie, and the second one was like me and just people. Nice. Now we've got guest questions right away. Well, a couple of them, and I'll start with Sean. You can answer first. Number one: Have you ever murdered anyone, or do you plan to? Um, well, to the first question, no. (laughs) (laughs) To the second one, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So you're open Um, to it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overextend myself with commitments. I realize this is being recorded (laughs) as evidence, so. Yes, this is for the record. (laughs) Just say I I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) And Dave, have you ever murdered anyone or do you plan to? Uh, no. And there have been moments where I thought it, and I was like, "Ugh, too much work." Because <laughs> like I was like, "If you just do it, then like you know the cops are gonna find out." And you're like, "Yeah," and you go, "Well, should I cover it up?" And you go, oh "My God, how much work it is." You're like, "I should just calm an asshole under my breath and just be the end, be, be done with it." That is easier. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of paperwork involved, God, a lot asshole. of cleaning supplies. <laughs> you got to yeah, deal just, with the body. Ugh. Not an asshole, and then you just go on with your life. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing that always amazed me about serial killers, and particularly the you know fictionalized version like Dexter. You watch a show like Dexter, and you're like, "Is this guy secretly identical triplets? Like, who just has that much time in the day?" Yeah, when did he you, sleep? You got to plan the the kill. You got to set up the kill room. You got to dispose of the body. Set I, up the alibi. It's just. Ugh. 
Yeah. Honestly, that's a good, that's a probably a good way to catch serial killers now. You'd be like, oh, have you been watching, uh, a new show on like uh, Netflix or Amazon? I'm like, no, I haven't had time. Like, well, what are you doing? Then? <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. What do yeah. you want? What are you watching? What are you watching in your free time? Oh, I just got hobbies. What are your hobbies? <laughs> oh, no, that's you, how you know. Yeah. Have you seen Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. yeah. I'll binge it later. Oh yeah, you're waiting till after Halloween? Come yeah. here. <laughs> you're in the lineup, buddy. You're suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're podcasters, then they're too busy to finish anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is. So they say, like, well, I'm yeah. really busy, but here, check out this link. Uh, it's a, it's a, um, yeah. yeah, I got it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah let me tell you about my podcast. No, please, you can go. You can go. <laughs> Please go. You're free to go. You're free to go. Leave a review for iTunes. Go already. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> yes, please leave a review. Uh, number two. What is your history with this movie, Halloween? Um, well, I'll, I'll take that one. My history is I'm – when it comes to movies, I'm a little scaredy cat. <laughs> or I was, let's say, when I was in my younger days, a movie like this, I, I wouldn't sleep for days. I would make sure every room I entered had a light on before I entered that room. Um, I've become a little bit better. I, I've be, I've come to enjoy the the horror film a little bit more in my later years. But certainly at the time when this came out and when it would have been – um, when I would have been watching it on either television or renting it on a tape, I would be avoiding this like the plague. I did not like scary movies as, as a child. Do you know when you first oh. saw it? Um, no, I, I don't remember. It, it definitely would not have been in the theater. It probably would have been one of those things you sleep over, you have a bunch of, a bunch of little kids over and, Someone else picks the movie, and so I end up uh, not not getting a lot of sleep that night. <laughs> yeah, though I think things did kind of change with um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Just to give a broader history of me with with horror films in general. Yeah, uh, I did see that in the theater. The first one. Yeah, the, the the original. Yeah, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I did see in the theater. Um, with my mother, she took me to see that, and that that had enough mix. You know, Freddy is a wisecracker. He's a little bit of a stooge. He's cracking jokes. There's there's a little more humor to it, and that kind of provided a little bit of gateway. It's like, oh, I'm laughing, and yes, people are getting killed, and it's kind of scary, but I'm laughing at the same time. So that was kind of that I, that might have been the beginning of the thaw where like okay now i can start to appreciate these movies even the ones that don't that aren't in that vein of nightmare on elm street and, and scream and the other ones that kind of mix the the comedy um that kind of opened the door for some of the more serious horror films my mother showed me halloween when i was probably like 4 or 5 ah not the first time but when we saw Nightmare on Elm Street at a drive-in, she thought it was too much. And, like, we drove away partly, like, in the middle of the movie. And I'm, like, <laughs> leaning out the back window still watching, staring at the screen because I was fascinated. So I didn't actually get to see that one until a while later. <laughs> hmm. it, it, it's it's strange what what people are scared of and then what parents judge. Because I think um, – I think Nightmare – and I haven't watched them side by side – 
I think Nightmare on Elm Street is a little more explicit in terms of the amount of blood oh, you yeah. see. Oh, yeah. Where, like, this film Halloween, like, okay, there's this evil being who's not, you know, who's just so evil he's beyond even being human, who's just hunting down these innocent and, and some not-so-innocent youths, and that's scary. But the, but it's not gory. It's certainly not by modern standards, by our current standards. It's not gory or explicit at all. But even compared to some of the things that came later in sort of the mid eighties, um, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not explicit. So maybe that's what, maybe she's like, yeah, the killing's okay, but I like it, you know, keep it dry. I don't want the red <laughs> stuff. Who knows? How about you, Dave? Yeah. Same question, Mr. Palace. All right, what's what's the order of the questions? <laughs> Number two is what is your history with the film Halloween? Um, let's see, uh, history of the film Halloween. I I bet you the first time I watched it was probably on AMC. Um, so it was probably yeah, it's probably like I watched a TV edit of this. Um, but mostly I'm not a I'm not a huge horror fan. I'm definitely not a slasher fan, but I think I rather would watch this Halloween film over the other slasher franchises. Like I would watch this I would watch this over Freddy or any any of the Friday thirteenth films. Um mostly because I think because at least in this movie, they're even though I think it, I think it because there's so really little known about Michael Myers. Like you could still believe he's human, yeah, or you can believe he is. Like he's 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 become so evil he's past it. Like whereas Freddy and Jason seem to live in the supernatural from the get go. Whereas, like, I mean, I'm sure. That, I mean, the mother in the first Friday the Thirteenth is kind of an anticlimactic killer. Like, oh, it's just some old lady. Oh. Um mm-hmm. But then, obviously, like Jason at the end with the coming out of the league, and then and then we have Jason himself, uh, and then we have Freddy and haunting dreams. I didn't, I, I didn't care for that kind of supernatural. I think um, I cared for more scientific supernaturals, like the Blob, like the Thing, mm. and maybe that's another reason why I like uh, um, Halloween more is maybe because it made just John Carpenter's touch mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he 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 knows what. Just enough what needs to be in it. Um, and somebody wrote an article recently about how, like, you know, be, not just because of the music, but just the vibe, how, um, Hateful Eight is, is like a horror film as well because of huh. that. The, the, you know, something happened here and you're not sure. And, uh, you know, it plays like the thing too where you, you can't know who to trust. So yeah, I think I, I first was watching television cut and I think that's the thing with Halloween is it's, yeah, it's not as violent. That they don't really need to cut a lot of Halloween. No, you get to have you get to have most of the kills, and it's you know how yeah Michael Myers like the best parts are when he does those silent behind them moments, and then he's gone. You know he yeah. plays that boogeyman perfectly. Yeah, they added scenes for television because it was too short. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what scenes? What's I mean? I don't know. I don't know if I remember them, but like, what, is there certain scenes that? Um, there's this, there's a scene in 1964 where, uh, Loomis talks to like the doctors about keeping Michael locked away and he goes and visits Michael as a kid. And then there's a scene with Lori and Linda. Linda comes to borrow a shirt. Like the shirt she's wearing is actually borrowed. They filmed three, three scenes when they were making Halloween 2. 
because the first one was going to be on TV and it was too short. So we got everyone together and filmed some scenes. I feel like I remember the shirt scene for some reason. I remember, I remember, I also, I think I like the reason I liked um, parts in Halloween. I think I like this is that he walks around the day, which I think is just kind of, you know, it like, it's almost like it's that, that's, that's rule breaking. Yeah. The killer is not allowed to walk around the daylight and he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like the the point you made, Dave, about the, you know, John Carpenter and just the touch that it's, there's so little there that leaves so much to the imagination. And that's really a horror film to, to really, to get the horror, to get scared. It has to be the imagination because logically we all know this is just an image on the screen. And even if it's a documentary, even if it's showing us actual true events, we're just watching, it's just moving pictures. So there's yeah. no threat to us. And additionally, because we know it's a story, we know it's fiction. So it has to be the imagination. And yeah, yeah John Carpenter just leaves it wide open. Is it, is it supernatural? Is he just a messed up guy? Is it magic? Is it a zombie? You know, we don't know. It's up to us. And, um, yeah, and it's really, the, the contrast struck me is, Speaking of kind of warming up to this genre in my later years, watching the, the remake, Rob Zombie's, um, mm, Halloween yeah. remake. And I, I did not like that at all. That for folks that haven't seen that, um, you know, that opens with a long, a much longer introductory sequence than this movie, giving you all kinds of backstory of Michael uh. Myers as a kid. And I'm like, He's a little kid. I'm not scared of him now. Now it's in, in a horror <laughs> film with no horror. Yawn. I mean, unless you're young Frankenstein where you can say, well, I'm not scared of that monster. Yeah, but you're laughing. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, or even something like Scream where, yeah, they're, they're going for the, the joke and there's a comedy mm-hmm. angle mm-hmm. like this. If you're not scared of this, then it's like, uh, and, and the, yeah, they kind of make him sympathetic. He's a kid who gets bullied and he's fighting back. And I'm like, uh, you know, who, no one comes to Halloween to root, you know, to, to be simp, to sympathize with Mike Myers. I mean, I guess there's people that like well, go against the grain do. and want to root for the bad guy. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, so I really like the, the openness that just kind of leaves so much to the imagination. Yeah. The, the touch that John Carpenter has just giving you just enough to scare yourself. Did you, I think, I think, um, when uh, I, uh, a horror film that I, I really, I like that, uh, maybe it could be closer to thriller than horror, but did you ever watch the Poughkeepsie tapes? That sounds familiar. No. Um, I, I, I guess we considered it indie. Um, but the, uh, the, the concept was essentially like it's Poughkeepsie, New York, and the police find a box of tapes. And the box of tapes was like left out somewhere. And, it's post. It's it's done like a documentary, like you'd watch on A and E or like Forty Eight Hours. And what it is that the cops are telling how they're going through the tapes and are finding there's a, there was a serial killer, and for like years he was kidnapping and killing people, and they didn't know anything about this. And so it's the, the it's kind of a thriller and a horror because this guy's we never see him. He's just recording stuff. And so it's just like, it's like he like, it's like he left the tapes out because it's like he wanted the police to know that he did this. And I think if I remember correctly, one of the scenes is it, I don't know if it was like, it could have been in front of the cop's house. The cop finds out that like 
this guy was filming on his camcorder and he was talking to like the police officer's like daughter, like in the front yard. And he was just having a pleasant conversation with her and then he drove off. And it was like the, the you know, the detective finds out that his like four year old daughter at some point when he wasn't looking was talking to this guy. You know, it's like it's like a it's it's scary in that where he's just like there's a guy out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, we don't have a rhyme or reason for why he was doing this. So um, hmm. that's that's some to, that's some to check. And I, I it's the vibe I get with with what Michael Myers. He just kind of uh, you know he's just he we know the least amount of him. It's not where like you know Jason for the most part walks around Camp Crystal Lake and you know Freddy haunts the nightmare of the people. It's like it's like those are they have like these rules. Whereas Michael Myers really doesn't have rules. Well, he's got a location, but yeah, he doesn't he has a location, have a yeah. reason until later. Yeah, he doesn't need a reason. No. Um, question about Haddonfield. Is, yes. Since I know you said it's <laughs> it's a Haddonfield of a different state, but that's not a real town. It was filmed somewhere else, but the name is from the New Jersey Haddonfield. Is that all true? Yes. It is named after Haddonfield, New Jersey, because that's where Deborah Hill grew up. Okay. But... Haddonfield in the movie is in uh, Illinois, just outside Chicago. Okay. But it was filmed mostly in South Pasadena and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Near here. Yeah, I don't think, honestly, I'm like I'm like a minute away from Haddonfield. I don't think they've ever done a, any Halloween, <laughs> like, of the movie celebration of the town. At least that, that I know of. They never celebrated it? Mm, no, I don't. No, I don't think so. You know what they should have put in... in uh, in Haddonfield, in, or in this movie's Haddonfield, they should have Michael Myers walk past the statue of the Hadrosaurus, which is like a, it's like a, it's one of the first, like, dinosaur, dinosaurs that was found in, like, the country. And it was found right outside of Haddonfield, New Jersey. In New Jersey? Nice. Yeah, so it's called the Hadrosaurus. And we have, there's a statue of it in town. They should have had that as like a, as like an inside joke for those. It was really hardcore Hadfield <laughs> yeah. fans. Like, oh, yeah. they put Agisaurus. Agisaurus, yeah. <laughs> well, they should get in because now since uh, since Groundhog Day was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois, they've kind of jumped on that Groundhog Day gravy train, and it's kind of a big a big deal out there. Oh, so yeah. Haddonfield, New Jersey could set up because could be the um, the Salem of South Jersey, big be the big Halloween destination. Get your uh, Get your PR people on this. Where's like the local, <laughs> the uh, the civic club or whatever? Get, get somebody on this. Yeah, this they're, they're they're letting money go. Come yeah, on, someone's, yeah, yeah. someone's slacking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. too late for this Halloween, but start planning for next year. Yeah, and they got nice big houses and stuff. I mean, they could pick like a probably a street in Hanfield somewhere and pretend, you know, make, dress it up and make it look like it's the one from this movie. No, we haven't actually talked about the minute yet, have we? It's all prep. It's all warm up. It's all prep. We gotta, we gotta prep yeah. up. It's all, uh. And we'll come we'll, back for, we'll get to question three in a little bit. Um, cause it comes up later. So the minute begins, Lindsay hangs up the phone. Like and, a boss. Uh, yeah. It's just like, I ain't talking to you. Click. And we hear a couple lines of dialogue from the thing from another world. Mm-hmm. And then she goes outside to tell Annie that Paul called. You know, I think it's good that she hung up because I think it's like it's like look, I, she clearly knows her her sister is out in the laundry room. Dave does continue to confuse Annie and Lindsay for sisters. I do correct him later. Or the laundry shed, 
And which that's I, I say I got notes about that the laundry shed. <laughs> it's like why do that? Like this house is it looks like a nice house. You couldn't fit a laundry room in the Actually, house. In the novelization, Lindsay tells Annie that her mother didn't like the noise. Oh, that that. Well, and that's you know that's uh, so it's buried in the basement, right? Like, yeah, put it in the basement because this is it's so obviously filmed in Southern California, yeah, because Illinois. So what are you gonna you gonna put on a parka and shovel snow? Yeah, before do you laundry. do the laundry, <laughs> yeah, be, your kids are gonna be wearing clothes six months out of the year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, gotta go outside and get Hollywood, some laundry. So. The, the... Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. This, this whole setup. Yeah, yeah. I I'm watch. I want. I watch this minute. I was just like, I was just like, and then like, and they have a fridge here. I'm like, is this that? I'm like, is this that freezer fridge that you know, like your friend's parents had, where it's like a fridge that sat in the garage and it, it's turned to maximum because it represents it's their actual like big freezer. That's where they store like bulk freezer items from BJ's. Yeah, we this is a, like we the had a freezer fridge. like that. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, Rob? We had a freezer like that. Yeah, it was in the exactly. back room of our house. It wasn't in a shed, but we did have a freezer that was as big as a refrigerator. And, and, and Yeah, it's got beer and then like a frozen turkey. <laughs> and like when you have, you know, it's Thanksgiving, you're going to have the family over. Yeah. The overflow that can't fit into your main fridge goes out to the the shed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, yeah, this whole, this whole, that's why I think she hung up. She's like, oh, I got to go out to the laundry shed. <laughs> Oh God! Fine, I, I, she'll call you back in a minute. All right, <laughs> lines running. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just like yeah, it's just so dumb. Like you gotta run. Like, what do you think? It's like it's like it's like a, I don't know, twenty yards to to the shed from the back. Um. And then when she goes, I would just open a window and yell. Yeah, but and then hey, duck back here because she <laughs> locked herself in the laundry yes. shed. <laughs> so you can get locked out from the inside? Yeah, because Lindsay opens the door no problem. Right. So it's not locked on the outside, but somehow Annie – and now they're not they're not locked in. No. It's not like, you know, Lindsay has to climb out the window. I don't know what's going on. I, Annie's just a little messed up in the head. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then Annie, I'm guessing, is wearing, like, dad's work shirt or something, like – you know, because clearly that's not her. That's not. I don't think that's her. Is that her school outfit? Like, wait, have you not seen the movie, dude? It's well, you didn't tell me to watch the movie. So you told me to watch these minutes. It's it's been a while. I'll admit for me, it's been a while since I've seen the whole thing. She was making popcorn, heating up butter. She spilled it all over her clothes, and she's washing her clothes. So she grabbed this shirt from the laundry, like by the hamper. Well, which whose is shirt is this? Is this thing? It would be Lindsay's dad's. Yeah, yeah it is the dad's shirt. It's, dad, yeah. it's dad's. It's his dad's work shirt. Yeah. Yeah. She's well, also it's it's long enough that when she's walking back to the house, it's almost you know, it's almost like a dress or a skirt. Like it goes pretty low down. So right. this is so. I mean, uh, we can. I was I was I was going to worry about more about this. This is more of a <laughs> minute fifty thing. Okay. So this could all just be avoided by if they had microwavable popcorn, nineteen seventy eight. Like this whole, this whole, this whole thing, yeah. all of this, the laundry shed, all this, this whole scene, we could have shortened this movie up, but like, oh, you want a popcorn to watch this, uh, this really bad 1955 film that John Carpenter did a way better job in 1982? <laughs> well, let's just plug away some popcorn. 
Yeah, but you still because but it, no, it would still happen because it was the butter that she spilled and that the one microwave popcorn. Do you know how much butter it, stains are on my shirt, Sean? From microwave <laughs> Do you popcorn, yeah. How much I care anymore? <laughs> God, I look at my Lindsay shirt sometime st- and I go, "What is what grease stain is this? Yeah. What grease stain is this?" Yeah, but just see, uh, uh, Sean, Andy's not. I had to Andy's, put, Sean, I had to put my bed sheets in the in the washer today. You know why? Because there was blood on them because I shaved and I went to bed. And I never even checked if I cut myself. <laughs> All right, I woke up next to blood yeah. on my pillow. And I was like, oh my god, what did I do? And like, what, no, I'm just like, what did I, oh no, not again. You know, like, yeah. It's like, no, I'm just a bum and I shaved wrong. And I should use the clean razors. That's, yeah. that's, that's life, Sean. Yeah. I don't know what my point was, but that's life. <laughs> I'm just saying, so Annie isn't as like grizzled and cynical and burnt out as we are. She still cares. <laughs> so she's still, she's still doing the laundry while she's still. Give her a few years. Come back in Halloween five, and there's just mustard stains all up and down. Or and then she lives because she doesn't get off the couch. We are the laundry. We are the laundry shed of the movies by Minutes community. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just yeah yeah. Come on back, come on back to the laundry shed. Yeah, (laughs) bring bring it on, Michael Myers. You're not catching me in the shed. You're gonna kill me. You're gonna have to come to the living room right in front of the TV. Well, he doesn't kill get me her on the in the couch. shed. You know, spoilers. He doesn't get her till she's in the garage. <laughs> kill me and stuff me in the garage freezer. <laughs> you don't want to be in this refrigerator though, because the production actually unplugged it and forgot to plug it back in. Yeah, because they didn't want. Yeah, they didn't want any compressor noises. I guess right. Yeah. I'm an old '70s fridge. No, no, no! I'm making noise. What's going on? I like. We get a. Well, I, maybe it's too strong to say I like, but I notice the uh, the good panty shot we get of Annie as she's stuck halfway out this window, mm-hmm. and and back in a time when you know we didn't have an internet, you didn't have pictures of. <laughs> You know, of the, the appropriate sexually attractive gender, if you're into that thing, you know, on your phone in your pocket at all times. Yeah. So, yeah, panty shot of a woman stuck halfway through a window. That might be enough to carry you through a Saturday night. If that's what you're into. <laughs> if we, if we, uh, yeah, and, and, and if she survives this night and then her dad's going to find you know, the shirt, he goes, why does my shirt smell like old butter and perfume? <laughs> He puts his shirt on in the morning, goes to work. And I'm like, Gary, you smell hot and flavorful. <laughs> and my daughter must have put this shirt on because she doesn't know how to pop popcorn in 1978. She doesn't know how to mix the oil and the kernels and, 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 and stir it around. and All just to watch an old 50s film. It's not that good. Uh, I got baggage. <laughs> All right, and then so we see Annie and Lindsay uh, turn around and just start the the seven mile uphill hike to get back, back to, to the, the house. house. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's also like yeah, they also have extra potted plants back in the shed in case you didn't have enough potted plants in the backyard. 
There's at least like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, forty, six, seven, eight. I've got easy twenty. Easily twenty potted plants back there. Like, ma'am, you just want a garden, right? Just place a garden. Like just plant them in the ground. They look, You're outside. Yeah. What's the point of a potted plant yeah, yeah. sitting on dirt? Like, a, a few potted plants, it's cute, and then, like, it's, like, diminishing returns. It's like, now it looks messy. Right. Because <laughs> they're all different <laughs> shapes and sizes, too. So it's, like, the uniformity of just, like, ugh, potted plant. Ugh. Yeah. Is mom a hoarder? I mean, I think I think dad isn't even going to notice the, the butter and popcorn smell in his shirt because he's like, oh, how many more potted plants am i gonna come home to tonight she doesn't stop yeah you rob the garden center again honey yeah it's it's the end of october these are all gonna die (laughs) frost is gonna come through (laughs) Uh, she just can't help herself these potted plants next spring we're gonna do something with them (laughs) i'm gonna grow tomatoes I'll grow a bunch of tomatoes, we'll can some, we'll have sauce, we'll make BLTs. <laughs> Kill me now, please. I'm going to I'm going back to the laundry room. <laughs> we have a smoke out behind the laundry room. Excuse me, the laundry shed. The laundry shed, yes. The laundry shed. I honestly don't even know how I'm trying. I'm actually doing the, the math in my head how she got her legs stuck. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Ugh, Mike. His, I want Mike Myers just to come in and just stab it out of pure. <laughs> just oh, this is sad. <laughs> she does do have her foot. Right. Her foot wedged up pretty well in those shelves. Yeah, she, her 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 torso is like 80, 90 percent out. All she had to do is just like let. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I know the. A, a men's torso, I know they say it's like we're like imbalanced top wise. So it's like if you just rolled forward, like a man's body would tug. And I know women's are probably more balanced, so I don't know if she could get the inertia. But you could just roll out that window, just roll out. Yeah, because the, the hips, the center of gravity is a little bit lower. But yeah, unless I mean, we don't. I don't remember what's on the other side of of the laundry shed. Maybe it's a that maybe it's a. Is it a steep drop on that side? Maybe it's further down on that side than it is on the Clearly. door side. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably like neglected bags of root mulch. <laughs> just like <laughs> bags of root mulch she bought months ago and never opened. There's a big pile of loam. Yeah. Got a few meters of loam delivered. It's just sitting there. So question three. Have you ever been stuck anywhere? Embarrassing. No, I I remember. The only thing I can remember almost getting stuck, but I, I bugged the the f out was uh, we were we're out in, like West Pennsylvania, and there was some I don't know rocks that like it was kind of like people would go in. It was like we're the Boy Scouts, and it was like people were going in and crawling around. And I remember crawling, and then like yeah, like it got low to the part where you actually had to crawl, and uh, and I remember crawling and like the the the, the ceiling of the rocks are getting tighter. I go. No, no, I'm I'm backing out. Like, no, I'm okay with walking around in a cave, but I was like, I'm not crawling. Like, on, uh, you know, that's like that's where that movie Descent came from, where it's just like people are just like, oh, we'll spelunk and we'll crawl around these rocks. Nah, no thanks. So, um, no, I, I'm pretty smart. I, I I haven't got myself stuck in anything. Yeah, I, I can't think of any times I've been stuck. 
in places. I know once when I was a kid, we got locked out of my grandparents' car and the alarm was going off. We couldn't figure out how to turn it off. The alarm was on. It was one of those things. This is um, way back when car alarms were a new thing. And I don't think, I guess neither of my parents had one on their car, but my grandparents had it on theirs. And it was one of those things where they were, they were going away on a trip and they drove, the grandparents drove to our house and left their car with us. For some reason, they didn't want to leave their car at home. They like, they left the car at our house and then my parents drove them to the airport for them to go on the trip. And then one night their car alarm started going out or going off, like beeping and horn siren, horns going off and lights flashing. And we were locked out of the car. We couldn't figure out how to get in. We couldn't get it open and we couldn't get the alarm to turn <laughs> off. So we were, we were trapped out of something, not in something. That's the, the closest thing I can, I can think of. I'm pretty wily. It's hard to pin me down. I don't get I stuck my, in places. I'm always. I got my head yeah. stuck between uh, parts of a railing once when I was a little kid. Like I was able to get my head through, but then because oh, of the ears, the I couldn't in. get back out. Oh, the classic Ooh. head in a railing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And my father actually bent the metal to get make room for my head to come out. It was cool. Damn. Oh, wow. He saved your life. Yeah. I've only ever heard, I don't really remember it. I've only ever heard stories, but yeah, apparently he ran over and bent the metal. I'm like, that's cool. Wow. He's Superman. Cool. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's Superman. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? All right. So what else do you want to say about minute 49? Second 44. Annie steps onto something i don't know if she hits a bucket or what we can't see her feet but um when she's looks up at the at Lindsay, it's like it's like promise me you won't tell anyone about this and for a second it looks like she trusts that this girl is going to keep her secret and she is not i don't Spoilers. think the, i don't think the little <laughs> sister really is like this this is nothing of worth like <laughs> this is not a this isn't like i caught you and your boyfriend and you guys are like, you know, in the backseat of a car. It's just like, I, I don't, you got locked in the thing. Like, that's like, that's, what's that worth? What's that worth to me? Like, it's nothing. Like, you got, you got, you got stuck doing like chores. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, eh, 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 blackmail wise to my, to the parents, it's not worth anything. That's what it is. You gotta like, you gotta save those moments. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta bank those moments. I don't have, I don't have siblings, but that's what I assume. You have to bank those, those blackmail moments when it really matters. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, Lindsay was like, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna, I didn't know there was anything to tell, but since you mentioned it, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna, but you know, since you brought it up, I guess now I've got some, I got material on you. Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay the dutiful younger sister, could you just answer the phone for your boyfriend? I just want you to watch the movie. I'm, like, I mean, this is how yeah, she's, she's spending missing her Halloween. the movie right now. <laughs> Rob, tell me why she's spending her Halloween like this. Who? Well, yeah, why isn't Lindsay out trick or treating? She doesn't even have a costume. I don't know if she went. Like, Tommy, the boy in the movie, has a costume. He went trick or treating. He's got a bag of candy. It doesn't seem like Lindsay even went trick or treating. Yeah, it's like, it's like this is what she wore to school today. Yeah. She just came home and then she's like, well, I guess this is my evening. She doesn't care about anything. This is my life now. This is my life. I'm just going to watch old movies I probably, I'm like too young to care about. 
and eat and just eat popcorn um, that my sister can barely make. So, yeah, <laughs> sucks. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It's nineteen seventy eight. Does even does 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 uh does pizza delivery? Pizza delivery's got to be around nineteen seventy eight, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Second 56, Annie and Lindsay walk back into the house in the minute, and then the uh, minute ends. So, I guess that is all for minute 49? Yeah, I mean, you know, it just looks like younger sister is just dutifully to the point. Older sister, klutz. Complete klutz. (laughs) Now, uh, I'd say we'll go Sean first, and then Dave. How can the listener stalk you? Please don't stalk me. <laughs> but if you must. Um, well, I, I do a lot of things. I did a thing called Groundhog Minute where uh, I watched the movie Groundhog Day one minute at a time with my buddy Dave Palace. And you can find that at groundhogminute.com. And um, if you do, a little bonus, if you listen to that show, one of our guests was a, a particularly – Crazy gentleman who watched not just one minute of mm. Groundhog Day, but the entire film <laughs> every day for a year and wrote a blog about it and I then did. came on our podcast and talked about <laughs> it. So you can hear that at uh, groundhogminute.com. And then uh, the, the place where I'm sending people, if you really want to stalk me, head on over to catandshawn.org. Uh, that's cat, C-A-T, and Sean, S-E-A-N.org. And uh, – it's my little personal site. There's nothing there, but just on the homepage, I have a list of all my my podcasting stuff. So it's a link to the Groundhog Day, a uh, link to my previous Movies by Minutes foray, a Spinal Tap Minute, where I covered the movie This is Spinal Tap, one minute at a time, with a great co-host, Heidi Bennett. And it's also got links to my various uh, guest appearances and other podcasting activities. So you can find that at catandshawn.org. Is Dave going there right now? I hear typing. <laughs> uh, just Rick, brought, Rick brought up a great point. I had a comment before I, for, for, before I forgot that. Oh, Rick's so smart. God damn him. Um, no, this is how I want you to stalk me. I want you to stalk me in this particular way. I want you to, you're going to get on, you're going to get on the rising storm Vietnam server. You're going to find the one that I'm on and I'm going to be like up on like, up on like some, some North Vietnamese hell. And I'm, and I'm going to be near the radio. I mean, I'm going to call in some air support and I want you to get on the proximity chat. You're going to be right behind you and be like, I didn't even like mystery men. I want to turn around and then you're going to team kill me right in the face. And that's how I want you to do it. <laughs> but outside if of that, that happens, yeah, find me I over at five minutes of mystery.com. I'm always talking about mystery men. Um, you know, trying to, trying to just scrape up some, uh, some new li- listeners, some new fans of the film who've uh, never seen the film. Uh, and you know, talk talk all superhero superpowers. And Michael Myers Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Stock me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute or Instagram, which is much more fun lately. Michael Myers Minute. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a nice review if you like what you hear. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?